1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All
3: right, Sean Pendergast, Seth Payne with you. Again, a reminder, Texans-Browns, 3.30 kickoff on Saturday. Seth and I have you for Texans Countdown starting at 12.30. Clint Sterner and I have you for the post game show following what will hopefully be a victorious Saturday here in the city of Houston. Joining us right now, he is a seven-time Cy Young winner And um, he's got a little something going Saturday as well that we'll talk about. Uh, Roger Clemens joining us here on Sports Radio 610 right now. Roger, great to talk to you, man. How you doing?
2: Good morning, man.
3: It's uh, great to talk to you. We're going to talk. We'll talk a little bit. I know you've got the appearance uh, coming up in in Katy out at our friends at Fat Boys. It's 5 to 8 p.m., so that's going to be going on. Like, halftime of the Texans game is about the time that you're going to be start doing your appearance out there. That's going to be rocking out there on Saturday, Roger.
2: That's going to be rocking. I'm going to be in front of a TV. I mean, it's so, you know, like I said, I can't, uh, you know, I don't want to look too far ahead on these words, but, you know, having a head coach it's, it should be coach of the year, and we got the the rookie of the year out there doing his thing. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty impressive. And, and, of course, being being an older guy pitching until I was 45, I'm going to be I'm going to be watching Flacco. See what he does. Yeah, you know, I know he's thrown it around there about 300 yards lately, the last few games. But so it's going to be fun to watch that too. But you know, like I said, I I, I enjoy listening to you guys uh, as the game draws closer. Uh, you know, this is a football family too. I got I got a, I got some cowboy fans in this house. I got some uh, you know I got a Tampa Bay fan. I got a cheesehead. So they're everywhere, and we got Texans. So when our Texans are there, we're we're pushing hard for them, and so it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to see. How they uh, how they guard uh, Nico? Nico's turned into like you know they're gonna have to give him attention like a Tyreek Hill. Yeah, so it should yeah. be fun,
0: big time. That's right. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping like Jim Schwartz is their defensive coordinator, and he's like he's a cocky guy in a good way. And I just <laughs> I wonder if if they can maybe catch him being a little too cocky with Nico. Um, but that's like, so the, when you when you watch quarterbacks. I've always wondered about pitchers watching quarterbacks because for you, like you had your, you had your particular mindset, um, which was very intense and very unique. And you had your, your preparation. When you watch quarterbacks, do you kind of like try to figure out what they're going through mentally and how they prepare, like what their mindset is?
2: Yeah. Great question, brother. And dead on, you know, and you know, as you know, like I said, I like listening to your, your thoughts about guys, uh, being inside the game, but, um, you know the you know the biggest thing that that I think that CJ you know when I watch him the game is slow he, you know he being a rookie after I don't know maybe even a, uh, a two two games three games maybe everything's slowed down for him it's it's similar to when a guy changes position in baseball say he's behind the plate and you got all these hard throwers and guys that uh, you know they don't locate their just they're overthrowing and the catchers having a hard time back there you know uh Framing the baseball, he has what we call windshield wiper hands, you know, instead of being able to, to, uh, you know, catch the ball and and really hold it and trust your hands. And you can tell that the game is really at a fast pace for them. Or same thing on the pitcher's mound with some young guys, a couple base hits, triple, you're backing up bases. Everything's happening way too fast. With C.J., I mean, it seems like he's just pretty calm back there. He's very calm. and, And when you look at these guys, it just seems like, especially him, he's slowed the game down already. So he's seeing, he's seeing the whole field. He's doing those things, going through progressions, everything he's doing. So it's, it's, it's pretty fun to watch.
3: Yeah, and he's got it on fast forward. Like he's doing things that it takes guys two or three years to do, Roger.
2: Absolutely. I mean, that's what you see with you, – you definitely see with him, and it, and it shows. And, and uh, it, uh, you know, again, he, he's already being, you know, a young player, making people around him better, and they're uh, gravitating towards him, and, and they trust him
0: you know my um my wife once my wife and I met this kid who had been a minor leaguer I can't even remember where it was, but he was um, he was there when you were down on a rehab assignment and he just it, this was before I think I ever even knew you you know before you'd come back to the Astros or anything um but he said that like he they were all blown away by you and your workouts like on the stationary bike. And just like when you're doing you're down on a rehab assignment, you could just be kind of like, you know, acting like you're the man and doing whatever. But he said like for him and a lot of the other kids in that organization, it was kind of an eye opener that like, oh, wow, like this is what it takes to, to do that. Is that like, is that something you were consciously aware of? Like when you were around the younger players? Or was that just you being you?
2: Yeah, I mean, I had a I had a great uh, program that I could trust and uh, that would get me, you know, keep me at the next level. That had to adjust once I turned thirty five, forty years old. I had to make an adjustment on that. And uh, but yeah, what is it? Spring training's five weeks away. My youngest one, Cody's with the Phillies. He's actually in Arizona hitting with their hitting coach. So there, some of these guys have to get ready. We've had about ten arms come over here to the house and already start throwing indoor. Certain guys that are trying to make a team, they're ramping up with their program they got to ramp up a little bit quicker because they got to be ready for those first three innings or whatever it is some of the veteran guys that have uh you know long-term contracts they're going to work their way in a little bit differently but uh yeah, I've always had a a great program that I could trust, um, and, and and I still tell the kids, and they're, they're all worried about velocity, and velocity is the last thing you need. You need uh, movement, and you need location. You got to be able to locate. I'm a power pitcher. I don't throw. I pitch, even when I don't have my plus plus fastball. So there's a you know a lot to cover there. I try and encourage the kids to. Kind of keep it old school. Your your two and three pound cuff weights, your core work, you know, your core work, and and playing long toss will get you where you need to be instead of some all these other crazy drills that they're doing, uh, which can, you know, I, uh, you know, I think about uh, Dr. James Andrews. We just myself and Barkley and John Smoltz were just in Birmingham giving Doc a lifetime achievement award mm-hmm. and and uh, celebrating his retirement. And he said he's done more Tommy Johns than he ever has on, on young kids. And it has to do with some of these weighted balls and these crazy things that people are doing.
0: Yeah, is that, do you think the pendulum swings back that way? Like, as people start to realize, okay, wow, like velocity is great. And, hey, maybe we play more pitchers and all of that. But after a while, like, okay, longevity is good, too. And that there's a. Yeah. The, do, you, do you return a little bit more, perhaps, to the art of pitching over time?
2: I think that I think we talked about it one time on the show uh, maybe a year or two ago or just recently when I came on with you guys about you know, velocity is the last thing you need and uh, uh, you know again as you move up I think it's, it holds true in any major sport that you know you're the big fish in college and you get the pro ball and uh oh everybody runs fast you know everybody throws hard everybody does a lot of things well and sometimes it freaks these guys out and that's why you never see a number one pick again. And, uh, but, uh, again, like I said, the velocity is great, but guys in the big leagues can put wood on a bullet. They, they, the harder you throw. And and when you are trying to elevate and trying to throw harder, you make mistakes in the middle of the plate. And as you guys know, if you can just get some barrel on a ball with that speed, it's going a long way somewhere.
3: Roger Clemens joining us here on sports radio, 610 Roger. I'm curious, you know, the rules changes this past year, the big one, obviously that affected pitchers was the pitch clock. How would you have operated in a, an environment with the pitch clock this year, do you think?
2: Yeah, I'd, I'd have been fine. I'd, I called about 95% of my game from the mound with with my looks, uh, when with my catcher, when the hitter's standing out, readjusting his batting gloves, or you know, getting a sign from the third base coach. We were already putting a pitch into play, sometimes two in crucial spots, playoffs, guys on second base, and we just wanted to make sure nothing was going on. He would come out and we would call back-to-back consecutive pitches similar to like you would do in the nfl in a mm-hmm. two-minute drill well maybe you might call two plays in the huddle so guys know what's going on and uh and go from there that's what we would do on the mound and uh, no matter what if it was a ball or strike i'm going with this When the, if it goes to three two count goes three two we're going to this side of the plate with this pitch and uh just stick to the game plan there so the the pitch clock if you know the minor league guys that came up were already adjusted to it i, I watched some big league guys struggle with it a little bit and um uh, uh, early because they became throwers. They, they they started getting their signs you hear in your ear or whatever, and, you know, when you get the sign and, you know, fastball away and you just grab the ball and, and chunk it away. So you don't really understand how you're executing or trying to get through. Some of these guys have to start getting a little deeper than the fourth inning. And, uh, you know, a rule change for that would be, for me, would be to, to tie the DH to it. If your starter doesn't get to the seventh inning, when your starter bails, in the third inning, you lose your DH. Ooh. And uh, <laughs> oh, so that, yeah. you know, your, your manager is going to come, hey, or your pitching coach, hey, we, we you've got to give us at least six innings tonight. And, uh, you know, all bets are off on the seventh. Once you get to the seventh inning, all bets are off. At least tie it to that to have these guys try and stay in there and, and eat uh, some outs.
0: Roger, I, I've turned into such a grumpy old man. When I when I see guys getting the Cy Young with 170 innings, and, I, oh, oh, I am shaking my – I'm outside shaking my fist it's at true. everything. <laughs> <laughs> Seth, hey, hates, listen, Seth hates Hey, listen, hates to me. Listen
2: to me. I'm telling you, it's funny, too, y'all saying I'm not going to mention any names, but we're doing some work with the, the, the Strohs, and, and I love the guys down there. But one of the guys went five innings, and I was in the locker room. He came in and threw his jersey in the laundry basket, down in the laundry basket, and looked exhausted. He went five innings, which was – you know, a miracle at that time, but in 115 pitches, and he was exhausted. I said, What's up? After I saw him throw his jersey down on the in the laundry basket. And he goes, oh, I'm done. I'm done. I'm five innings good. I'm winning. And I said, yeah, you pitched great. But I said, you went five innings. I said, pick the damn jersey up and hang it back in your locker. There's no way. It's dirty.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and he started to pick the jersey. I said, no, man, I'm just kidding. I wasn't. I wasn't. Right. But, uh... <laughs> oh, that's, that's fantastic.
3: That's a good
0: level of respect, though, man, when, when kids are afraid to, like, they're not sure if you're joking or not, so they just take yeah. it seriously. Yeah. 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 That's, a... <laughs>
3: I, that's pretty bold to tell Roger Clemens, like, yeah, man, I just went five.
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
3: Hey, uh, we're talking to Roger Clemens, seven-time Cy Young winner, obviously a legend, uh legend, joining us here on Sports Radio 610. Um, how long do you think Shohei Otani can keep doing? I know he's not going to do both things this year, Roger, but he's going to... I would assume for seven hundred million dollars, he's going to start doing both things again. How long do you think he can keep doing both hitting and pitching?
2: Yeah, man, it's going to be tough. I mean, even even t- his second Tommy John, even swinging that bat, you got to be careful. I'll be interested to see where he grips the bat. Some of these guys that that have had elbow issues, uh, they they don't put their uh, pinky on the uh, on you know the bat flares out, and you got the round knob on a bat. Your, your pinky there i will be surprised if he's not up off that, uh, or has some kind of tape job on his bat, um, because when you swing, that knob turns and it pulls at that ligament in your in your elbow. So it should it be it's going to be interesting to see how he goes about this, because you know it looks like he's going to come back. Coming back from that is still fairly early, and uh, but yeah, I expect he's a big dude. I expect to see him, uh, you know, pitching again. And the other thing that you got to pay attention to is um. Most of the uh, Japanese players and, and uh, different players that come over, I know when I uh, played with Contreras in New York, um, when you throw a split finger, which is what he has, they hook their middle finger on a seam. My split fingers, um, you am know, trying to describe it over the phone here, um, my split finger, I was on the outside of the seams, on the, the slippery part of the baseball, the cowhide, mm-hmm. and that's how my split came. It wasn't a forkball. You don't shove it all the way back. you got a little gap. Uh, in the back of your hand and your back of your fingers, and it's a it's a split. And uh, some of these guys throw a modified fork ball where uh, where uh, they really push it deep in their hand. They got their middle fingers on the seam, and they turn it loose that way. Now, the hitters I talk to, it comes out more of a knuckle ball, but it also has friction, and that tugs at your elbow too. And a lot of these guys are throwing it that way, and you're seeing some little, some problems with that too. So it'll be interesting to watch to see uh, what adjustments he makes after his second Tommy John coming back.
0: What, yes, we, uh, man, what, what I was just, sorry? I'm sitting here being jealous. So like I wish I knew something as well as major league pitchers know about pitching.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I know, I'm, 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 Roger. We're sitting here mesmerized by just you guys. The, get over uh, here. How? We're, we're
2: going to be cranking it up once we get through this football playoffs. You guys get over here when the big boys are here. We'll get you in the cage. And we'll show you all, all the things you do. Oh, need
0: to that'd ride. be I've awesome. I've been working on my modified fork ball,
2: but I, I realize now <laughs> that. I'll throw, room, that, service. I'll throw yeah. room service to both of y'all. So I'm, I'm a little older, so I'm a little more wild. So if I catch you in the rib cage, we got plenty of eyes.
3: <laughs> oh, awesome. Actually, you know, if, just let us know when that happens so people can film it and we'll, we'll be TikTok legends after that, Roger, taking a, a bean ball for Roger Clemens.
0: You got it, Roger, baby. Uh, Sean needs a little help with something because he, uh, he and I, both of us need help with this. We both understand the purpose of the World Baseball Classic, and and we understand the fun that it can be, and yet we're tired of seeing Astros get injured immediately before the baseball season. Are you? Can you sell us on the World Baseball Classic if you indeed have any interest in selling us I on can't, the World Baseball Classic? I
2: can't sell you on. I played in it uh, twice, I think. Um, I mean, it was a great deal of fun. Uh, uh, you know, rolling over the Netherlands. <laughs> 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 No, uh, they. uh, Yeah, it was. uh, It was a good deal of fun. Um, uh, Packed houses. um, Watching Japan face Korea in Anaheim was just spectacular. You know, standing room only, sixty thousand. A lot of fun until just like you said, brother. Somebody gets hurt, then uh, on your team, it's not. It sucks. So um, you you got to be ready for it. It'll take you know because you got to ramp it up early. You got to throw. You're throwing. You're doing Ooh, something yeah. that you're not accustomed to doing, especially yeah. if you're a veteran working your way into spring training.
0: Yeah, yeah, and especially if you've come off of a long playoff run to boot. Yep. Right. So you got a shorter offseason, hey, and then you no shorten difference. it by I mean, another.
2: Yeah, you can correlate it with why they're playing flag football now in the Pro Bowl.
0: Yep. Yeah. I mean. Yeah.
2: I mean that. I mean. That, I mean it's it's you know that's what we, that's what everybody's uh, their biggest uh, worry is when your players out there and especially the arms when you got to ramp us up early and now it's different you can sit over here in the gym and throw you know sit at 93 miles an hour while you're working on your stuff you get you put a major league hitter in there in a real game and you're throwing it's a whole different feeling and whole different taxation on your arm
3: Roger Clemens joining us on the show. Roger, we'd be remiss not to ask you about the Astros this off season and heading into next season. Obviously, seven straight ALCSs, but the you know the stakes have changed inside the division with the Rangers now defending World Series champs. How you feel and just generally as we're as you mentioned earlier a few weeks out from spring training? Yeah,
2: I'm looking forward to getting to spring training and meeting some of the new guys and uh, you know everything that's going on. It's uh, you know like I I said before we we've been spoiled, man. The Astros and Mr. Crane and and his staff is uh they've spoiled us with great baseball over the years uh now we got our Texans going again it's a good, It's a great time to be in Houston and being a sports fan what's going on here so um uh, it will be here like I said, I think it's about five weeks away before the kid reports the pitchers may be a little sooner than that. that's why they're all starting to you know play long toss and get over here and and get some work in off a of mound so I'm looking forward to seeing them and uh you know they've they've pretty much set the bar pretty high that you know if you don't get to the playoffs uh, each year it's a, it's a it's a it's a bad year so um i look forward to seeing these guys and seeing the new arms and and talking to the catchers they're your bread and butter they're their second manager on the field so It'll be fun to see
3: these guys. You know, it's funny you mentioned that, Roger. Like about the play, like the expectations changing for the Astros. The Texans win last Saturday night. I did the postgame show, and I went out afterwards. And there's people at the bars celebrating making the playoffs at one in the morning on a Saturday. I, I don't, I don't know that that happens with the Astros these days, right?
2: No, uh, no. That's they, the expectation. That's the bar,
3: yeah, that's the bar. Um, Roger Clemens is going to be at Fat Boy's Pizza in Katy. Of course, you guys hear the Fat Boy spots running. They've been a great partner to Sports Radio 610. This Saturday, 5 to 8 p.m., so if you're looking for a spot to go watch the game, game starts at 3.30, and then enrolls Roger Clemens, seven-time Cy Young winner. And, Roger, you're going to be raffling off autographed jerseys. You're going to be raising a lot of money for the Roger Clemens Foundation, too. It should be a great event out there.
2: Yeah, we, we love the guys out there, and it's, it's actually going to be my first time to this location, so I'm looking forward to seeing George and all the guys out there, and then uh, we're going to have a handful of people with us, and like you said, we're going to, we're going to make it uh, it's going to be a nice little party while we're watching the game.
3: Yeah, it should be great. Are you going to try the uh, the legendary two foot pizza slice challenge while you're there?
2: No, unless I bring Kobayashi or one of them guys <laughs> with me. <laughs> Joey Chestnut. <laughs> yeah, Joey Chestnut. Yeah, he set the record. It was Joey. Yeah, that's right. there you go. You
0: know, Sean actually knows all those guys. Like Sean. <laughs> that's Sean amazing. is amazing. Yeah. yeah. John competed in eating events and is like he's seen those <laughs> guys operate. They don't stop. They don't stop eating and drinking after the after yeah. the competition.
3: They don't. Well, I, I competed is a strong word. I was a, I was a I was a guest in the Kalachi well, eating contest. You were like, Garth made Brooks it, like when he did his <laughs> minor league yeah. yeah. Padre camp. Yeah, exactly.
2: I need to know where that's going down because I want to film that.
3: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's it's nasty. Uh, Roger Clemens. All right, so Fat Boys in Katie. Saturday this Saturday five to eight p.m. and the pizza is excellent as well. They got the thirty inch pizzas. They've got a bar there, so if you're looking for a spot to watch the game and meet Roger Clemens and raise a lot of money, what? Hey Roger, tell the the audience the Roger Clemens Foundation. What does it benefit? What? what who yeah, are,
2: thanks. We we deal with at risk children mm-hmm. and, and under uh, you know at risk children. Basically, we've gone outside the box a number of times to help some families that uh, that needed some help. But uh, yeah, we celebrated our thirtieth year this past year. It's been fun. Got a great team at my foundation, and we love doing it. it was right here in Houston. We still do uh, many, many things with the, the four teams that I played with in those cities. So we have a good time with it. Uh, like I said, I think they're taking going to auction off a jersey, and I'm going to have a bunch of goodies for the fans and the people to come out uh, to the guys that Fat Boy asked me to come out. So we finally worked this date out, and so I'm looking forward to it.
3: Should be great. Five to eight p.m. Saturday. It's out in Katy. And uh, Fat Boy's Pizza. Uh, Roger Clemens joining us on the show. Roger, we appreciate the time. We're going to take you up on that offer to come get beaned in the batting cages over at your house.
2: <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's, that's a standing invite, so come on.
3: <laughs> okay, let's do it. Hey, Roger, we appreciate you, man. We'll talk soon.
2: Yeah. Thanks for having me on, guys. I enjoy listening to y'all. Appreciate
3: you. Thanks, Thanks so. Roger. Thank appreciate you. that very much. Roger Clemens. Man, actually,
0: you know what? I think I feel like uh, now I, I almost feel like it's my duty to be uh, to be able to speak with better knowledge about what it's like to get beamed, Yeah. I might have to go take one in the ribs. You man. and I need
3: to go over there. I think so. I think it'd be fun to just yeah, go over there. I and... my
0: breathing exercises already. It's... I'm going to start doing my Lamar.
3: <laughs> Dude, I'm going to get a flak jacket, I think. Um, <laughs> I liked, you know, I was jotting some things down as we were talking to uh, Roger. He was great. We're getting a lot of good feedback on the text page. Roger is, he's just fascinating to listen to the little nuances of baseball because um, I think he delivers it in a way that's very understandable. I love – he does a lot of crossover with football, and maybe he was doing that because he knows that that's the big topic going on right now, and we let in with C.J. Stroud and whatnot. Yeah. But I thought the the really interesting thing was when he was talking about his approach, when we asked him about the, about the pitch clock, and he talked about being in important situations and having multiple pitches in the holster, like calling the next as a way to sort of – probably in yeah. a way to combat sign stealing, if nothing else, like having two pitches called um, – And comparing it to having multiple plays in the huddle during a two minute drill. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's
0: really, um, like, and that's where the, with the pitch clock, even as he's talking about that, uh, you can see how being a veteran really benefits you with the pitch clock. It's certainly like, and I can, I get and understand where dusty was coming from in a lot of respects with Maldonado with the advent of the pitch clock when you're trying to deal with, you know, pitchers don't want, they can't be up there shaking off four pitches. You know, they got to be able to trust the guy. Um, my one thing about Roger and his preparation that before I ever knew him and when I was playing with the Texans. It had kind of gotten to me through channels. I was going up to visit a friend uh, over Fourth of July weekend, and I was going to a Yankees Red Sox game. And Roger was uh, Roger wasn't pitching that day, but somebody somebody found out I was going to be there, and they knew that Clemens was a was an Astros fan, mm-hmm. and like wanted to set it up where I could meet him before the game. And it got to, like it was like they were out during batting practice. I think he was out shagging flies or something. And I knew about like how serious he was about his preparation and his routine and everything. And this was the day before he was gonna be pitching. It wasn't like yeah. obviously the day he was gonna be pitching, but it 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 became pretty clear that Clemens wasn't aware that he was supposed to meet somebody. And I got nervous as hell. I was like, I do not want to be any part of screwing up this dude's routine. So I was like, I told the person from the Yankees, I was like, no, 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 I'm bailing on this. Yeah. (laughs) And I walked back up. I was like down, I, I, I got the hell out of there. I didn't want to, I didn't want to mess with Roger's routine. I
3: don't know where Clemens exactly is in the power rankings of guys you don't want to disrupt their routine. Yeah, but I know he's way, way, way at the <laughs> high end of those power rankings. And that
0: was the day before. I mean, I wasn't afraid he was going to beat me up or something. But I was like, I just didn't want to mess with it. I didn't right, want right. to. I didn't want to be.
3: <laughs> he goes, goes out and gives up eight, the next day. eight runs the next day. <laughs> Always yeah.
0: remembers me as the guy that screwed up his <laughs> yeah. routine. Yeah,
3: that's funny. That's,
1: that's funny. funny. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?